0: Here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin.
1: Hey everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Maria Romano. And if you guys want to check out her website while we're talking, go to truelovenots.com. Now she's a dating coach and she provides wedding services. And what we're going to talk about today is... How do you become a wedding officiant? You know, there are party planners, there are all sorts of different groups that need this service. And I would think if you're a party planner, maybe you want to listen in to today's show because that would be kind of a great service you could add to your business. So Maria Romano, she is a wedding officiant in Las Vegas and my gosh, like the wedding capital of the world. What a great place to be. Welcome to the show. Good morning,
2: Sandra. It's always a pleasure to be back on your show. And for all the people listening, I finally got to meet Sandra in person a week and a half ago. And I'm going to tell you, she's a lot prettier in person. (laughs) Thank you. I love her. I love her. But you know, you're right in the wedding cap. You know, you said something that just uh, triggered a thought about wedding planners and people in officiants. And you know, I'm in the love business and I call myself the CFO of love. That's what I do. But it just made me think, so, you know, sometimes people take a career path. So let's say you want to be a doctor, right? And you start that process and you decide, I think I'd rather be a PA instead because that's, I feel like that's what, you know, my calling is. And with the officiating, when I started, right? People don't realize that the officiant is really the person that sets the tone for your ceremony. Right. Your, day, your kickoff. And that's, and just like a PA, a physician's assistant is the eyes and ears to the doctor, do the same thing an officiant is. So we're the conduit to make your special day. Well, and I think it's such a great skill. You know,
1: I'm in for side hustles. I'm in for bundling, you know, careers. Like when you look at my radio business, it works with my coaching business. I teach people how to be influencers. So why wouldn't those two things work together? When I look at a wedding officiant, why wouldn't, A therapist or a couples counselor or a, you know, some sort of, you know, person who works with couples for whatever reason, why wouldn't they become a wedding efficient, why wouldn't a wedding planner also have that skill set, because who better to marry you than the people who counseled you? I don't know if that's a violation of, you know, your, your, you know, counseling, whatever license you get. But my point is there's lots of relationship coaches out there. there's lots of dating coaches and and there's lots of event planners. So if you already know your client and they like you, why wouldn't
2: that be a value added
1: onto your business?
2: And, you know, we see that in Las Vegas because we do so many wedding ceremonies here that we have photographers that also, you know, double as an officiant. And why? Because sometimes you never know. Something can happen, you know, an officiant, you know, things happen in life and last minute you don't have one. And I've been called many times to perform a wedding ceremony last minute. For somebody that couldn't show up originally, and, and there's nothing wrong with having the hats, but you, you're right. All Only thing is, is on the wedding planning side, you're so busy sometimes if you don't have enough staff because you're coordinating the processional. But I yeah, but know. I
1: was thinking more for like you for referral. You know, well, it's a small world. So if you're you're my wedding planner, and all of a sudden somebody gets food poisoning, it's like, hey, call Maria.
0: Right.
2: Well, that that's happened. As a matter of fact, I've had it happen when somebody had a wedding ceremony and the day before their caterer called it quits. And let me tell you something. <laughs> so things happen and it's a matter of being flexible. And And as far as being in the officiating side, Uh, that's one of the things I do is as I work with actually new officiants as well, they need to learn how to be flexible. That's the biggest challenge is when something comes at them and they don't know. And I think that happens whenever you start something new, right? Like I said to you in the beginning, you have to learn to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. Well, and coaching is a big part
1: of this. You know, when I coach people to be influencers I don't teach them how to be their best. They're doing that already. What I'm teaching them is what happens when the mic goes dead? What happens if somebody writes some awful thing on your YouTube video and all of a sudden there's a pile on of trolls? Like we can all get better and that's a small part of it. But the biggest thing, you know, and I learned this when I went to cooking school, Maria, when I went to cooking school, I thought we were going to learn all these great recipes and we were going to do this and we're going to do that. You know what? The majority, of the time was spent on and what I took away from going to cooking school. Wow how to fix a soup you ruined, how to use a roast you burned, like all of these things were about how to fix problems. And that's what, you know, that's what you do. Like when you teach people how to be an efficient, yeah, there's a small component of here's the vows, here's the program, here's the this, here's the that. But the big thing is, you know, what happens when something goes sideways? Like, cause that's where the cream rises to the top that's where the pro comes in you know pros
2: know how to handle things it's true you know even especially in today's environment with covid because we're still wearing masks and and what we see in las vegas and i'm sure this happens not just here in my community. You have some states that have known mass mandates. You have states like ours that do. Maria, I'm just going to jump in
1: for a second because now is a really good time to thank our sponsor. Our sponsor today is Best Fiends. And Best Fiends has been sponsoring Powered Up for over a year now. And we are so grateful for their sponsorship because they give us the opportunity to bring these great shows to you. And we're talking today with Maria Romano about second careers and how you can become a wedding officiant And, you know, when we were little, Maria, we used to play like I used to play with Barbies. And, of course, Barbie and Ken got married and, you know, we would play all these games with them and even like whip them up in the pool, see who could throw Barbie the farthest. But as a kid, we didn't play for the sake of necessarily winning prizes. It was about having this good time and trying new things and having fun never ends. And so when I play Best Fiends, and I've been playing it for a couple of years now, and I play it with my sisters, I play it with my friends around the world. You know, my friend Frankie and I, we like to send each other these things. She's in Toronto, I'm in Los Angeles. So not having to pay shipping freight and, you know, import taxes is really great. I just zap a little gift over to her and she can use it to play in her game. And with Best Fiends, you ta- solve tons of puzzles with just the right amount of challenge and strategy involved. And it's so much fun, and it's so much more fun than just smashing candy over and over. And I play it everywhere. I play it in the car. I play it when I'm waiting for something. It gives my brain this little refresh break, and that's what I really like about it. And Best Fiends has literally thousands of levels. I'm on level over 300 right now, and the music is good. The characters are cute. The strategy is fun, not challenging. And what I really like about it is... When I get to beat up on these slugs, it's called a slug and you're just like pow, 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 and I can tell you that takes my like frustration level and it takes it way down to like like I'm chill. I can do this. And when I play a couple rounds, it really helps me relax. So if you're itching for a fun puzzle game with no game over, give Best Fiends a try. Just don't blame me if you can't put it down. So download the five-star rated puzzle game Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R Best Fiends. You'll be so glad you did. Now, we were talking with Maria, who is a wedding officiant in Las Vegas, about how to handle, you know, masks, no masks or difficult conversations
2: that you have with the people that you're officiating. So what happens is we'll walk into a chapel and everybody's sitting in the chapel. They're from all over the country and they're not wearing their masks. So I have to step out and I have to be the person that has the COVID hat on. But I say it in such a way That because I'm a professional, it's not like I have to tell you this because this is mandated. No, you know what? We're all here to for this great ceremony. We have some regulations and guidelines. I ask you to please follow them, and one of them is a mask mandate. Later when you leave, do whatever you'd like. But in order for me to perform the ceremony and not have to tell you to leave, please put your mask on, you know, you know, and unless you're under 10 and I'm just over 10, you know, so you make a joke of it. So, yeah but things like that and what happens is as i was reading a comment on an officiant site a new officiant she was so upset sandra because she showed up at her first wedding the bride forgot the rings okay no big deal you could borrow someone else's ring you don't do the ceremony with the rings it's not the end of the world but then she got upset because the bride's kids were running all over the altar area Right. Or, you know, You see, kids, you need to set the tone. You're the officiant, takes charge. When you walk up and you're starting to perform that ceremony, it doesn't matter how many people there in the wedding industry are there for that wedding to help. You're the person in control, period. After you leave, that's it. So you control everything going on. And that's the key thing.
1: Well, I think that's very hard for a new officiant, you know, it's like a new manager, a new anything, a new leader, a new, you know, pastor, a new Girl Scout leader, like anybody coming into something new is going to have anxiety, they're going to have fear, they're going to have all this emotion. That's where somebody like you and your program can help work through that. Like, cause if you know it's happening, you know, like, like I work a lot for many years with Navy SEALs and my favorite question was always, well, are you ever afraid? And they're like, of course, you know, like doing things out of your comfort zone is not about doing the absence of fear. It's doing it in the management of fear. And that's one of the things that programs like yours can really teach someone who's growing and stretching into a new industry.
2: You know, it's interesting too today, because you have a lot more couples that are getting married that have their friends and family perform the wedding ceremonies. And I get to witness that because I, have, I might be the person that's going to actually, uh, you know, make the ceremony legal where I perform, you know, I, do, I perform the paperwork, but somebody else does the ceremony. And pe- most people don't realize that even if you're doing a ceremony for a friend or a family member, and you're not prepared and you really don't know the structure. You know, there are no do-overs. I've had many people right, come to me and say, you know, Maria, I had my friend do the ceremony and I'm so remiss because they did such a terrible job. Okay, Even my own daughter, who I didn't perform her wedding ceremony, said, you know, I really didn't like our officiant. He didn't have us repeat the vows. He just had to say, I do. I says, and these are things. People need to take into consideration. You know, that's why I offer two courses. I have a do-it-on-your-own course that's very inexpensive, that a limited-time offer. And I also, well, you can do it with me, depending upon what you're looking to do. But when you're getting ready to go out there and perform someone's ceremony, whether it's the first time or the only time, you want to be able to give it your best because how you do anything is how you do everything. And I'm, I'm a big, that's one of my favorite, favorite phrases. And like you said, don't think you can just wing it because you can't. It's a wedding ceremony. You don't get right,
1: it. It's a, you know, like that's a rookie mistake to think you can just go and wing it. No, I'm funny. I'm a good speaker. I'm a good this, you know, and then, you know, what you have is you've given this gift to the couple that keeps on giving and giving and giving because that story of you botching their ceremony or doing something stupid or making an off-color joke we've all been there we've all been to weddings where you're like like I went to a wedding one time where the officiant instead of talking about like the 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 guy's brother had just died he had shot himself actually so it was really a big deal would we go off with the wedding should we not he starts in the middle of the ceremony talking about the brother, and he couldn't be here. And everybody's kind of weeping and crying in the. Book. Oh, yes. Like, well, what the heck is going on? And he's yes. like, oh, well, I just felt moved
2: to talk about this. The ceremony is not about you, dude. Well, let me give you one, one great uh, principle that I can share with your listeners. You just brought something up that's very important. There are times when you'll attend. You'll officiate a ceremony, and w- one of the couples has a picture of a somebody that passed that was very yeah. close to them. And this is what I recommend and suggest. What I do is I say, "Would you like me to mention them in particular?" Single them out, or or I say, "You know, those of you that are here today, uh, the reason you're here today is because of the uh, the way." How how do I put it? Let me think for a second. Because of the way you uh, were raised and the people that influenced your life. And some of them are here. Some of them couldn't attend. And some of them are looking down on us, which is just, that's all you say to that. And you ask them first. You don't do it all the time because you're right. Tears can come down there. And I used to do it all the time. I did that same thing. And finally, I realized, I said, oh, my gosh, this is just really not working. You've got to ask permission. Right. You have to ask permission. Right, you
1: can't spring it on, you know, here the groom it's his happiest day, he's marrying his bride and all of a sudden he's thinking about his brother who shot himself, you know, the month prior. Like Oh yeah. You know, but but that's I can see a lot of people doing that. Like if they get off track
2: and they ramble. Yes. And you know what, you said something too. You said like people feel they can get up because they're a good speaker. Well, anybody that's a speaker knows that you just don't get up and speak. That there is a strategy. There is framework and professional speakers don't just get up there. They have an outline, okay? They know exact same with the ceremony outline and they've practiced. That's the biggest thing. Rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. And I always tell anybody that's doing this, set a zoom camera take your phone whatever listen to yourself don't just have other people listen to you you need to listen to yourself right because that makes a difference right well it's like you know it's like when I started my radio
1: career my first year was full of bumps and bruises and you know really hard lessons to learn you know I did this interview with a lady who only said yes no well Hmm, I have to think about that. I'm like, 45 minutes is a really long time when you have a guest that doesn't speak. And I would sit there, Maria, and say, hi, this is Sandra Beck. And today we're going to be talking to blah, blah, blah. And we're going to be talking about, and I went through like 50 different guests from the prior year so that I got my cadence down. I got my, you know, now I can do it. 16 years later, it rolls off my tongue and I have all these little, like, little vignettes that I can pull into shows when I need them you know like I have my stick that's like you know oh I'm last on my to do list if we're you know there's filler that I can throw in yeah. but that filler has been honed by 16 years of and and writing it out going what are my key points that I want to hit so even though it looks like you and I pop up there and we're just rolling off the top of our tongues it's actually not that way. It's very crafted. It's very constructed. It might look easy to the listener because that's our job,
2: but it doesn't just flow from mana right out of our lips. Oh no, you're right. And it's taken me 11, I've been doing this 11, 12 years. And when I started I made every mistake. And one of the things is, is one of the biggest mistakes is when an officiant is performing a ceremony, is making sure you get the couple's names right. Oh, yeah. The mispronouncing them. And especially in Las Vegas, we get people from all over the world. And sometimes I have a difficulty with the Asian culture, the language, because I have to repeat it over and over. But when they're so gracious, they'll say, oh, just use my American name. And, And then you'll have you'll have these gorgeous girl and and she's called Dolly and you don't know. But it's okay, I'd rather say Dolly than mess up her name. You know, it, which is true. So when you, cause people, they don't like that, but also too. But is, it does happen. And it does happen to the best of us. Like I, I had, remember
1: you and me, our first radio show, I called you Maria Romero. Well, that's okay. <laughs> and i like, you're like Romano, like the cheese. And every time I speak with you on the radio, I'm like <laughs> Maria Romano, like the cheese, like, you know, cause even a seasoned professional can make a mistake, can make an error, so imagine how it's quadrupled if you're just starting out, and if you don't have coaching, if you don't have a program. You're really doing like that's what I call that gift that keeps on giving. The story of the wedding officiant who botched the
2: job. And you know what? This is what I always say: when you hire a coach or you you invest in yourself in a program, whatever side hustle you do, like you know your your coach is giving you their long journey, and you're taking the shortcut right to becoming. The best who you are, the professional. And that's the difference. I think that people sometimes the mindset is, is we'll spend the money to improve our golf game, right? We'll go out and we'll seek out the best hairstylist for our hair cover. But when it comes to investing in ourselves, investing in our skill sets, Okay, that's the biggest thing is that you need to take, you need to do that. As much as you nourish your body to be healthy, you need to nourish your mind and your skill sets. And, you know, you talked about you believe in bundling and side hustles. And in today's world, as we know today, than it was years ago with baby boomers like myself and older, they got involved in a career and it was one and done. That was right. it, right? 40 years, 50 years. Nowadays, as in the day, people are doing multiple things. Sure. Because I get that from people my age. How are you doing so many? says, well, I'm still in the love business, but I'm doing multiple things. You have to have other avenues and revenue streams. And this is what it's all about. Because sometimes one revenue stream goes away. Now, and also it's good on one side, you're doing your podcast, your radio shows. So you're behind, you're in front of the camera and you're kind of behind the camera with your editing and stuff, right? But- But then there's those of us that also like to do that, but get out there in the real world and get out and meet people. So one of the reasons I had chosen this profession after the rental car business, I was so done with customers yelling, you know, clients, the cars, they break down, they run over nails. They don't know why they get you know, this. And I said, I can't do this anymore. And when we sold our company and I saw a wedding ceremony being performed by a woman, I said, yeah, I want to really learn how to do that. But and I had to learn. And let me tell you, the school of hard knocks, it wasn't easy. No, it took me two three years. And then finally, I started real and you have to have lots of ceremonies under your belt. So that's why I designed the course, because there's a lot of people out in the world, whether it's first time, maybe they want to be their families go to officiant, or maybe they want to make this as a side hustle. They have the time, you know, especially if you're older and your kids are out of the house. And you have, well, and an with experience. so many
1: seconds, you know, we've got second marriages, second families, second careers. Like, you know, why can't you do something that you love and add that in? You know, nobody's saying you have to do 50 weddings a week. You know, you can do, you know, a couple weddings a month and supplement your income, but also kind of rejuvenate who you are as a person. You know, like that's the thing that the radio does for me. Like I build websites. I, you know, can, can produce and direct radio and, and video things. I can be a host, you know, at a medical company, which I'm doing this week. All of these things allow me to network. They allow me to get reinvigorated and how great is doing radio shows where I can level up my knowledge, like you, you can't lose taking a course. You can't lose adding a side hustle in because your side hustle may end up being your
2: dream job. Is, that's so true and we you know when I started officiating it was just something to dabble in and it for me I don't know about full-time but you know there are some weeks I do perform 25 weddings but that's Las Vegas that's not right. and it's, not, it's a different world do we have other officiants that they're lucky to do three or four weddings a month but they get a lot more money so you know this is something for your listeners to think about if this is a career path, not a career path but like you said a a great side hustle and it could be what's nice one of the reasons I also like this particular profession just like I also mediate for Clark County I volunteer as you age it is acceptable to have an aged officiant and I you know because people don't uh, date you for that or cast you aside because of your age. And I know this might seem very frivolous, but it is true. As we age, there's a certain stigma in society. They're too old. They don't understand. Yep. And that's not the case. We're not old. We're, we do understand. I mean, I'm 65. So please. Yeah, but here's the flip
1: side. You know, the I went to two funerals last year or or before COVID. So, so a, a year and a half ago or two years ago. And they were both for octogenarians, people that were in their high eighties. Right, oxygen. okay. So one of the officiants was had to be almost eighty himself. He spoke to that audience about all the wonderful things my grandfather had seen in his lifetime. He gave this wonderful eulogy about a wonderful life well lived. Now, transport to the other ceremony. And this is not knocking 30 somethings, but when you're a 30 something, you're not going to, you're not going to be an 80 something. So the 30 something comes in and he's talking about things from the Bible, things from this. It was like a college dissertation. And there's all these other old people literally sitting in the audience. And I'm sitting there going, what is he doing? (laughs) Like, this makes no sense. This has nothing to do with the lady in the casket. She's a wonderful joy of life. And then so actually when the when they gave you a chance to say something, my friend Denise is like, "Sandra, would you go up and say something?" I literally just repeated what Father Leasing said for my grandpa. You know, like I'm like and people are like, "Oh, I remember the advent of the color television. I remember we lived through World War II." Like, you know, you're not going to be able to create something you know, I don't think a 20 something can level up to an 80 something, but I do think an 80 can level down to a 20, like, because it has to be with, you know, like life experience is a big part of, of adding color to either
2: a wedding or a funeral. That's yeah, true. And, and one people don't realize too, is as I do celebrations of life and part of my course, that next course will be, if they want to expand that and do christenings, celebrations of life, house blessings, things like that. So there's a lot of ways you can take that particular path and you're right. And the thing is, is people, of course, when you've aged, because you've lived so much life, you have a certain wisdom that you're able to share, just like that particular celebration of life that you went to. And not that the younger person, they just, you have to know, it's going back to knowing who your audience is. And even when you go to a wedding ceremony, You need to know who, not just the couple, you need to know when you see the guest, you can measure up. You can definitely measure up who they are. And that's where you have to sort of change some of your words around so that you can relate to that particular audience. When I have an older audience, I definitely, I have one area and I have a younger audience, I can use BFF, you know, I can use those things. But you can't use that a partner in crime. You can't use that with somebody. Maybe might they would say, "What's it be if there are some people that don't know?" Right, right. And well, and that's the thing. Like this is where where I think really good coaching, really good
1: programs, teach you. Like you know, even my mentor that worked with me on radio, his name was Ken, and Ken used to tell me things. This is not about you. This is not about you being funny. This is not about your inside jokes. This is not about you what does your audience need? Like number one, and what do your clients need? Give them that, like, this is not about your need to be important. Your need to be, you know, the, the, the big head honcho, you know, yes, you're leading the radio show. You're leading the funeral. You're leading the, the marriage, you know, ceremony, but it's not about you. And that's, I think the thing that a lot of People who do these one-offs, you know, they're like, "I'm going to have my
2: brother do this," and all of a sudden, the brother's up there and he's talking about himself. It's all about me. Look at me; I'm the star. That's what happened. You know what? Even in officiating, when well, most officiants start, and I myself too, is like, "Well, my gosh, do I look good? Am I sounding?" No, just come from the heart. But it takes time to develop that. It does. Just like you said, it wasn't something you learned overnight. You've been doing what you're doing what sixteen years. You said. Yeah. And- long time, you know, and I've been, and, and, it, and every, and I'm amazed at how much I still don't know. And I think that's the key thing. Cause I meet officiants that have the same ceremony that they had 20 years ago and they don't change them. And I'm thinking, Oh my God. But you know, I, I feel like there's things I don't know. I learned that there's a peanut butter ceremony. Don't ask me what it's all about, but there's a peanut butter ceremony. Okay. I'm just saying, so It's important that we're always
1: open to learning. Well, and being able to offer your clientele, like I think of when I got married and I had my friend PJ do the ceremony. Now she happened to be an AME minister. So she had some- you know, chops under her belt. She was my college roommate. She was getting her master's in divinity and she sat me down and she's like, look, this, there's going to be Jews and Christians in the audience. Like, let's just use the word God. We'll leave Jesus out. Like she was actually guiding us to make a ceremony that would work for our audience because she knew so much more than we did. And she's like, you know, do you want to keep obey in your You're, you know, some people do. You know, some people, the purists, they might want to have love, honor, and obey. You know, and she just said, "How about we just do love and honor?" But it's up to you guys. Like being able to have that conversation means you got to have some creds
2: under your belt. You got to have some chops. It's true, and you know, it's interesting that you say that because I've never used richer or poorer sickness. And well, I shouldn't say that I did in the beginning, and then I changed my valve portion because a lot of People that I'm marrying are millennials and younger. I'm not saying I don't get a lot of baby boomers, but I do get requests. Could you use traditional vows? And I have to think hard. Okay, richer or poor, sickness and the health, honor and obey. But I will have brides come to me and say, you don't say obey. I says, no, 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 I don't. But I said, I'll have your groom say obey to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, but you're right. You and it's a matter of what people do want, and I think that's the key thing: is listening to what your clients' needs are. Your couple, in my case, a couple, and that's what happens with the officiants and some of them that have been doing this for so long, they do it their way. Now, somebody like your friend, a college roommate, is understanding who her couple is, right, and who her couple's audience is, and that's what helped both of you, right? Like, not using Jesus. You know, right, and
1: using love, honor and cherish, you exactly. know, that's what she recommended. I mean, things that could, you know, cause people are like, when you hear that thing, you hear love, honor, everybody's like, okay, well, obey, like comes next. So if you just leave it hanging there, she's like, it's going to sound weird. Love, honor, <laughs> you know, like that. Everybody goes and obey. Right. 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 So She okay. said, how about we add and cherish? Like I can remember her sitting us with us with this like yellow legal pad, you know, making notes and talking to us.
2: Yellow legal pad, there you go. Kind of old fashion. Yep, there's your yellow legal pad. Like you're talking about using a notebook to me before we got on air. I'm thinking I like a legal pad, but that's okay. You know, it doesn't
1: matter. Right, whatever it is, as long as you're putting pen to paper and you're getting that like, you know, like neural activity that has been in our hard wiring for thousands and thousands of years, you know, ten thousand, fifteen 15 years. 15,000 years, we've been writing on tablets. We've been writing on cave walls. All of a sudden, now we have a keyboard. Why would we expect that to be the same? So you want to remember things. You want to do
2: these things. That's my little segue. Write them down. Right. It's so true. And you know that does make a big difference, writing things down. And I know for me that I, I feel like then I have a little bit more clarity. And that when I came to this officiating course, that's what I had to do is outline everything write it down. And I've tell you, one of the things I've about this journey is it's also given me a great uh, platform. And I also have a blueprint. I talk about to groups, loving your way to the top, because I'm a minister and I am in the wedding industry and I'm in the dating industry. When I go to professional groups, I have to keep it, keep the dating out and maybe the marriage side out. So I created a talk on how to fall in love with your, your clients, falling in love with your client's experience and falling in love with your success. And I learned that, you know, by by writing those things down and actually practicing them every day, because there are days when we do things, Sarah, that, excuse me, Sandra, that we don't, you know, we're just not exactly our best, okay? And we need to be able to, to give our best to everybody. And I think that's important as well. And you, I'm sure there's days you come on and you don't feel good or you're going, you know, you might be going, right? But you still put your all into it. And I think that's the key thing. And, and like I said, how you do anything is how you do everything. Getting back to, even if it's one and done, right? And I'm sure you coach many people that think they can wing it. Oh, and it's, it's, Those it's, are
1: the ones that are non-coachable. Like you can't even coach, coach. If you think you can wing it, don't even take a course, don't right. even do the thing, your ego's right in checks, like, you know, like they said in Top Gun, like your ego's right checks, your body can't cash, so, right. but for those of you who love your family members, who love that you're honored in being able to serve them in this capacity, you know, check out Maria Romano, take the, you know, whether you do the one-on-one coaching with her or, or do her program, because, You want to do and be the very best you can be. Because when you stand up in front of an audience, I don't care if you're on the radio, on video, on stage, on camera, you know, in the church, whatever, you are representing you. And do you want to be a joker up there that does a bad job? No, I don't. Thank you. It was a great
2: testimonial.
1: Thank Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, these things that we talk about when you're prepared, okay. I sat there and drilled for weeks, Maria, my opening, my close, all those things, you know, how to go to commercial break. I mean, and I would sit there with index cards going, I had a 30 second, a 15 second, and a seven second you know, we'll be right back after this break, you know, and all of these things. And I drilled and drilled and drilled for months. I had these drill cards and I got them from my coach and I go on podcasts all the time. I go on radio shows and television shows where people bungle them, like they're cut off. Like how many shows have you heard? You know, the music comes in and the host is still talking like you didn't do your push-ups. You didn't do your basic core work, you know, to go water skiing and it shows. And that's why somebody needs to
2: take a course like yours. Well, thank you. And, you know, I, I appreciate that. And I think, like I said, with anything, if whatever you're contemplating in, in life, uh, whatever you're thinking as far as the side hustle, take a course and learn a little bit more because you're right. You're going to be writing a check that you can never cash. And that's that is the key thing with being prepared. Um, and like I said, you know, a coach's long journey is your shortcut to getting to where you want to be. And that's right. the key thing. It's like even when I got out into the professional speaking world, I thought I knew it all. <laughs> Oh no,
1: I'm still learning. 16 years later, I did a show the other day with with one of these ladies who's been on the air 25 years. And I'm listening to her and I'm like, oh, I really like how she says this stuff. And I can't find it right now, but I had only an envelope next to me and I'm writing down how she's doing this. And after the show, she's like, you were taking notes. She goes, what were you writing about? She goes, you know, this material inside and out. And I said, it's not. The material. It's your delivery. Your delivery was so good. And that's the other thing I would imagine in your program is attend a lot of weddings. Look at what's going on at the church. Look at what's going on at wherever and slide in the back and watch and listen and go,
2: this is what I would do in this case. This is what I wouldn't do. This works. This doesn't. That's how I learned. I had to go to YouTube. And I actually started looking at different ceremonies and then putting together my own. And of course, one of my first mm-hmm. ceremonies that I got to see in Las Vegas, Sandra and your listeners will get a kick out of this, is I was at Viva Las Vegas Chapel and they were doing a Halloween wedding. Ooh. And it was the Grim Reaper was coming out of the coffin with all the smoke that was the minister. Well, that was a little different. <laughs> but- it was what they wanted. It was very gothic. Yep. And, and it might not have been my platform, but it's something to think about, especially maybe you're in part of the country where, you know what, maybe you are a ham and maybe you can wear different hats and you can be Elvis, right? And you can be Michael Jackson. Right, you it takes all kinds. People love that. There are people, people come in, especially Australia and the UK. They want uh they want Elvis to perform their wedding ceremony, okay? Or they want Elvis to sing and marry them. So, you know, there's so many things you can do in this industry, oh. you can get creative, but no, you have a basic format. And that's the key thing. It's like riding a bike. You don't turn around and learn how to ride a bike until you've learned how to either on a tricycle or one with training wheels. Yeah. You know, when you get on the first time, you're gonna fall flat on your rear end. So that's I'm keeping this, I'm keeping this A-rated, you know. Not PG as far as G-rated. I'm not saying any other words on your show. Well, but you know what, I need to wrap up today's show. And
1: I want to thank you, Maria, for not only talking about your program, but putting this program together, but also giving such great advice today. Now, how can people find this program? How can they find about you? They want you to do their marriage ceremony. I mean, because you are a hoot, you're beautiful, you're presentable. And, you know, if I get married again, you will be top on my list for my first phone call
2: perfect well they can reach me at uh, www it's uh, k-n-o-t-s on the knots and true and love it's very simple however the officiant course is on that site and also you can email me and take a look at it so if you know anybody that's looking to do a ceremony steer them my way plus they'll even get a free freebie they get a ceremony outline from me by just opting in Wonderful. That's
1: terrific. You know, the information is out there, take advantage of it. And really think about, you know, this side hustle, because I think of a lot of these moms that look for weekend jobs you know, what a great side hustle. You can be there and, and perform some ceremonies because honestly, aren't most ceremonies like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, at least in my world, they are. So if you're looking for something, you know, this is a really cool opportunity. Thank you, Maria Romano for being my guest today. We'll be back again next week.